Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Season 2, episode 18 of What's Eating Kale. A little bit of a surprise for some today. It's my birthday. Um, so uh, there's that. Um, you know, it's a day like any other day. Uh, and I typically do feel that way, by the way. <clears throat> you do kind of hope like some things will go a little bit differently. Like, oh, it was such a special day. I've, I've had some great birthdays in my day uh, in 55 tries. Um, I've had some good ones. Um, I typically don't need a lot of fanfare. Don't really even want anything. Um, it's just another day. Um, and I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't feel older. Um, I probably look a little older today. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, but it's weird. It's like, uh, my day, my birthday isn't like shared with a bunch of other famous people. I mean, there are some, but they're not the famous people you want them to be. You know, it's not like, you know, super famous like Brad Pitt or, you know, I, it just, I don't know. Uh, my birthday is shared by uh, Susan Sarandon, Russell Simmons, Alicia Silverstone, Dakota Johnson, Liev Schreiber. So it's not bad, but it's, you know, it's not Oprah. <laughs> I don't know that I want to share a birthday with Oprah. I would never get any of the attention. Um, the, uh, on this day in history, not much going on. There's some stuff that happened way, way back, like 1190 and in the 1800s, like presidents were born and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, not a lot going on. Sputnik was launched on this day in 1957. Secretariat won the triple crown on this day in 73. Janis Joplin died in, uh, 1970. So, uh, yeah. Not it's it's not like a my uncle had a birthday on July fourth. I mean, how cool is that? He used to tell his kids that all those fireworks were were for him. My sister has her birthday on um, uh, December thirty first, um, which she doesn't like because it's close to Christmas and everybody's already doing something on December thirty first. And I say, yeah, but everybody's already doing something on December thirty first. So like, there's always something to do on your birthday. I mean, there's always great things to do on your birthday. Like great things. Um, my brother's birthday is on Valentine's Day, and mine's on October fourth. <laughs> uh, and there's absolutely—I mean, I—I I actually like my birthday. It's in the fall. I like the fall. Um, my dad's birthday is two days later. My dad's birthday is on the sixth. Um, I guess there's some—I don't know. I don't know. I—I just—it's just a day. Just a day. You hope it goes great. Uh, the best birthday I've had in my lifetime, other than like when I was a kid and I got a bike, uh, my mom and dad convinced me that I wasn't getting a bike, and then I got a bike. <clears throat> so that was that was pretty cool. That was super memorable. Um, but honestly, uh, for my fiftieth birthday, uh, Lisa took me on a trip where she wouldn't tell me where I was going. She packed all the bags, and off we went. And we went to San Diego and had. A blast. Just, it was a great time. It was five years ago. Uh, great time. I hope to do something like that again. 
Uh, I told her that had I known about this sphere place in Vegas earlier, that's what I would have wanted for my birthday. But I just, I literally found out about it two days ago and just can't. I just can't do that. So, um, other things that are coming up in October, uh, the only other thing I know of, because <laughs> uh, I'm just so clueless. Uh, but I, on October 14th, um, there will be a, a total ring of fire eclipse in Texas and Oregon. Here, it'll be a partial eclipse. Nobody ever writes songs about partial eclipses. Um, but there will be a total one. The Ring of Fire one is cool because the shadow that's cast upon the sun is just slightly smaller than the sun. So you could see the ring of the sun around the eclipse. Um, so that one year, like if that ever happens again in my lifetime, I want to go travel to see that. Um, I have glasses, by the way. Anybody needs glasses to look at the, the uh, eclipse coming up on the 14th? Let me know. I'll mail them to you. I'll meet up with you. Do something. Um, but uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is October fourth. I I don't know what else to say. There's. I I wish I was like a big birthday guy, but I'm not. Lisa did sing Happy Birthday to me this morning, and um, you know that was um, interesting. She's not a singer. I'm not a singer either. But if I sang birthday song, it would be more of a crooner. Uh, Happy birthday to you. Something like that kind of a thing. Rather than happy birthday to you. I you know, I do that when I wash my hands and that's about it. In entertainment news, there's nothing. It's weird how like there's so little going on in entertainment news that they're they're throwing like political things in entertainment news. Like the I I we learned yesterday I think we were watching the weather that Kevin McCarthy was ousted. Um, but we, uh, when I went to check out news headlines, that was in both TMZ and my other entertainment sources. And I just thought, hmm, must be a slow day in entertainment. Um, so I learned about that. Um, but that's how slow it is right now. Uh, the kidnapping thing, I didn't even know about that until Lisa told me about it last night. But there was some kidnapping thing, and they found the kid, and he, he's alive, and or she's alive, and um, I, I saw some of that in entertainment news. I don't think that that belongs there. It's not entertaining in any way, shape, or form. I feel like it's the entertainment world's way of saying we're paying attention to other things. It's not just entertainment for us. Um, there was one cool story uh, that I thought was was funny. Um, Snoop Dogg got Ed Sheeran so high that Ed Sheeran said he could barely see. He was backstage at a Snoop show uh, with Russell Crowe and Snoop, and uh, you know they they imbibed. And he always said, you know, like he's not much of a smoker, but if he has a chance to smoke with Snoop, he would do that just to say that I smoked with Snoop, and I would do that too. I'm not much of a smoker, but I would 100% do that, 100%. I just think it would be ridiculous not to. So, uh, not much going on in the show today, but there is this. Had a little talky-poo with uh, Carol Sumbry. And um, turns out that walking your dogs is a, it's a little dicey of a prospect. When you walk your dogs uh, and, you're on the, and they're on the leash, you don't meet people. You're not supposed to meet people. Uh, she says, in fact, walking your dogs and meeting people uh, is a recipe for disaster. 
So this whole interview starts out with me asking her why it's such a problem. Because, selfish as it sounds, I want my dog to think I'm the best thing in the world. <laughs> um, I am probably not as much fun as the golden retriever that lives down the street. <laughs> um, and I know this. Well, I'm sure. So I don't want my dog to learn that. All right. So a couple of reasons. Um, I think about going for a walk, first of all, is like a dance between my dog and I. I want to be the partner. We, we want to have a relationship and we walk down the street together. If my dog learns that every time they see a dog or a person, and they're very friendly, let's say, um, they're going to pull and they're going to be rewarded with some fun play, sniffing and engagement with another dog. Okay. Yep. So one, it teaches the dog to pull. Two, it teaches the dog that everything else is better than you. And three, I find that it creates a lot of frustration because when the dog, if it's a super friendly dog, when it can't meet, now I'm frustrated. When you're like, no, no, we're just walking today. You can't go meet that dog or that dog's not friendly. We can't. Um, or for dogs that are kind of unsure, it creates a lot of conflict. So imagine you walk out your door today, Kale, and your one neighbor comes running out and gives you a hug. And you're like, okay, that was okay. You know, all right. Next neighbor comes out. Um, you know, it's like, hey, how about that game? Gives you a big slug on the arm, okay? You're like, okay. Next neighbor comes out, um, gives you some fruits and vegetables from the garden, okay? So by the fourth neighbor, you're going to be like, okay, neighbor, what's going on? You know, you're going to be a little conflicted, okay? So, you know, sometimes it goes well. Sometimes people pet dogs on the head, which dogs don't always like. Most dogs don't. And so now the dog learns, oh, people are such idiots. Every time I see a person, I get pat on the head. So, or every time I see a dog, like I met a dog and they growled at me, I'm going to growl and bark to keep them away. So you have this dog that by the time they're two or three years old, has met hundreds of dogs and people on a walk. And they're either loving it and pulling, or they're unsure and they're conflicted and they might start barking. So it's just not a good situation. Either way, it creates a lot of social pressure to interact. And it also creates a lot of, can be frustration, and it teaches the dog to pull. And if they're friendly, it teaches the dog that everything else is better than me. So what do we do to prevent this problem or, or this this situation? I mean, we live in a neighborhood where everybody's walking and everybody's got their dogs. And do, yeah, do, great question. Do it um, off time know. or just take them somewhere else? Or what do we do? Well, um, a couple of things. Number one, I don't ever let it start. Okay, so so, but you are know, you um, saying that like if I'm walking in my neighborhood and there's somebody else out there with their dog, that I just shouldn't walk my dog then, or are you saying just don't go meet them? Well, I walk the dog, but just don't meet them. So from early on, you know, I always tell people from a training perspective, and you know, if you're training your dog a lot or a little, it doesn't matter. Walk for college. So I need to have incredible focus on me. If my cannot focus on me. I'm not walking him three miles, okay? So I might just walk him around the block the first, you know, when he, if he's young. Um, I'm always taking some high-value treats or a toy so that we can engage. I'm letting him sniff. I am basically, I call it like a dance with my dog, you know. Um, we're having a relationship. You know, they'll check in with me once in a while. Um, you know, I'll say, oh, go sniff that. You know, there's a fire hydrant. We are having a conversation. It'd be like you and Lisa after your company left the other day saying, you know what? Glad the company's gone was fun, but let's go for a walk. You do not want to talk to every neighbor. Okay. So you and Lisa going for a walk is the same way I view my, my dogs and I going for a walk. We're having a conversation. We're having a relationship. It's fun. They get to sniff. Um, you know, we're exercising, but I would always take some high value trees. I might take a toy or two. 
Um, a lot of times what I will do, I know it sounds awful, but like I will avoid eye contact with people. Um, my one dog that does not enjoy meeting other dogs on leash, he, he's great with other dogs, but he doesn't do well on leash. On leash, they're trapped. We haven't even got into that. They cannot communicate via their natural body language on leash. When you they say they cannot communicate, what are they communicating that they can't communicate on leash? Or is it just that they don't feel comfortable doing it on leash? Dogs, dogs meet, if you watch them naturally, like at the dog park, they meet in like a C, the letter C formation. They sniff butts. We might not like it, but they curve around each other. Unleashed, they're meeting straight on. They cannot smell mm. what they need to. So it's a very natural greeting. It's not how they greet. Um, the leash restricts their ability to have a natural loose greeting. Um, so, you know, there adds to really bad communication dogs. If you watch dogs meet naturally, they really meet face to face. They meet at a curve. They meet almost at a T one dog will walk up. The other dog will turn its back or its butt. And if, you know, we're uncomfortable with it, but that's how they meet. Yeah. They, they look at whether a dog's male, female, they can tell a lot. So, um, the, other, the leash restricts all that. Okay. So, you know, what you can do is if you're training your dog, you're going to have one dog that doesn't do well with on-leash readings, great with other dogs, but doesn't do well, um, has a vest that says in training. Okay. And people will just avoid us when we're in that mode. And, you know, usually if you just avoid eye contact and have a conversation with your dog, I mean, my dogs go walk pretty close to other dogs and just pay attention to me. And that is what I've taught them. So if they wanted to meet another dog or a person, there's their whole routine's kind of disrupted by the fact that you have their collar. But I would say the biggest thing I could say is only treatings, as I always say, and I have a blog on this, are a recipe for disaster. Mm. Only treatings, in my opinion, with dogs or people are the quickest way to ruin your dog for walks. Only, because yeah. if they're friendly, they're going to pull and they're going to find dogs that are better than you. And every time they see a dog, they're going to go into overdrive. Um, and if they are a little bit unsure about people or a little bit of a shy dog, there's no quicker way to ruin your dog than have them mm. meet people because people are going to pet your dog's trapped on a leash. You know, this is Lisa going, yeah, how kale <laughs> here. He's trapped. So I, I say on leash greetings with dogs or people is the quickest way to ruin your dogs, your dog for walks and, or even for sociability with people because it creates a lot of stress, a lot of pressure and the dog is trapped on a leash and it, if they're friendly, it teaches dogs that dogs and people are better than you. Carol, that was perfect. I love that. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew it could be so complicated? It seems so easy to walk your dog. So that's, you know, that's it with the, the dog thing. I, you know, I'm just so, I, I think I'm disappointed that I don't like my birthday more. I think that's what it is. I like, don't get me wrong. I'm not sad about my birthday. I like I, the only thing that this birthday has brought to me different than other birthdays is this. I, when I say that I'm 55 years old for the first time, I think in my life, I'm like, Ooh, whew, that's old. <laughs> that's about all though. I don't, otherwise I don't really know tomorrow. It'll just be another day. Uh, today will probably just be another day. Probably going to take a nap. <laughs> what that says about me but uh that's funny i right, got ben ben Hotes coming up later this uh this week and uh some fun on friday so uh make sure you listen in every once in a while <laughs> check in see what we're all doing until then make it a good one and enjoy this <laughs>